We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 98 of Gaming with the Moms. We're getting close to 100. My name is Nicole Tanner. I've been in the video game industry for a long time at places like Pixelkin and IGN. And I actually got my start at Ziff Davis. Extra points to anybody who knows what Ziff Davis has to do with the game industry. Tweet at us or write us at gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. I would love to hear who knows what that is. Um, I am joined by Regina McManamy, who is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Hi, Regina. Hello, everyone. How are you? And we are also joined by Stephen Dutzman, our resident dad, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com and the father of three. Hi, Stephen. Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs> We're all fabulous. I forgot to say that Regina is the mother of a three-year-old and I'm the mother of a five-year-old. Uh it's funny, I just want to talk real quick. We are going to uh, we're going to move into a non-gaming related thing. But before we do that, so my daughter got one of those little like pop-up like tent house things that you can like sit in. Yep. Um so she's she's been sleeping in that ever Aww. since she got it. She's like honestly sleeping with it. And like last night, uh, all of the characters from Final Fantasy fifteen were camping with her in there. <laughs> so she says. Yeah. So. Uh huh. All right. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's so into that game. She had to go into my husband's office and say goodbye to all of them, or not goodbye, good night to all of them on screen before she went to bed last night. Oh, kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so like I said, non-video game thing, uh, but definitely geeky thing. New trailer for Wonder Woman was released this week, and all I have to say is, OMG, they're like, hey, you thought you were excited for this thing. Well, you know what? Look at this. See how excited <laughs> you are now. Uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I don't want to go into it too much without telling people that if you're trying to go dark on Wonder Woman, probably skip ahead five minutes or so into this podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay, so go now. All right, cool. So uh, for me, Dr. Poison confirmed as as the villain, which is super, super cool, because uh, Dr. Poison was basically the first sort of like named villain in the Wonder Woman comics. Like, And by named, I mean like kind of your goofy, you know, Dr. Doom or whatever, you know, right. that kind of name. The evil villain. scientist that they're fighting. Yes, yeah. Yes. So so she was the first one. Uh, and I looked it up. Let me grab my – I looked it up to see when it what happened. And let me uh, let me just see there again. I should have written it down. It's nice to see when I have all these uh, original ones. Because the Dr. Uh, Poison story is freaking hilarious. Because, like, the whole thing is um, – they have no idea until the very end that it's a woman. So it's like mm. a whole kind of Metroid thing, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, let's see. And I just grabbed the wrong book. Har har. <laughs> volume. Th I grabbed volume three and not volume one of, of the Wonder Woman Chronicles. So yeah, Dr. Poison uh, debuted in Sensation Comics number two. And that happened in February of 1942. 
Nice. Yeah. So Dr. Poison is a very old character. It looks completely ridiculous in that first comic book. Um, and then ends up being a beautiful woman, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> so that was the big thing for me. Uh, what about you guys? It was all right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it was really cool. I really liked the song that was playing it. I thought that was yeah, really... Yeah, yeah. Um, I like yeah. the music, too, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I liked all of it, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's be real. I mean, you really didn't need this trailer. That's my. That's actually my concern. Um, I think that the trailer might have been too much. Um, mm. Because we didn't need to know that Dr. Poison was a villain. We really didn't need that. I think that would have been a really cool reveal during the movie. We didn't need to know more or see more. Um, I think if they re, I, I would rather they recut footage they had already shown us. Mm. With um, well, they did have have some of that in there. Yeah, I, I, they could have just recut footage that they had already shown us. Maybe a little bit more of a fight scene with that music, and I think it would have because the music really just kind of drove it home, made it more epic. Yeah. Um, kind of made it feel like bigger than it actually was. Just because, yeah. man, this is this is the problem with late movie, you know, close to release trailers is that it risks spoiling the movie. I'm still gonna see it. Yeah. I'm not disappointed. I'm not like <laughs> I just wonder about the strategy. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, you get what I mean. Um, so Har-har. I wonder. <laughs> I'm, but I'm. That's it. I, I wonder about what they're what the, what were they thinking when they did that. Well. That was part of what I had been reading, and I don't know, Nicole, if you had seen these too, but it was all over, like, all the feminist blogs and all that stuff where everybody's like, why are they not advertising Wonder Woman? And why are, you know, all the promotion for all the, you know, other Marvel movies, not not Marvel, oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bad That's a bad one. Make. Wow. That was really at. bad. You're getting tweeted at. Woo! And I deserve it. Bring it on. Doc Liz, twosies. Bring it. That was bad. I run a website called the Geek Embassy. The least I can do is know the difference between DC and Marvel. <laughs> Given all of the promotion of the male superhero movies, mm-hmm. um, and even like the Avengers and all that, even the promotion for... Um, Oh, God, and I don't know the names of all the characters in... Is it The Defenders, the one that's coming out on Netflix with the four characters they've done the series on? That is The Defenders, uh, yes. Defenders, yes. Even that has had more promotion than we had really seen for Wonder Woman. Um, and I guess all that changed this week because I haven't seen pictures, but I saw an article that was talking about how uh, Wonder Woman is now taken over uh, Times Square. Mm-hmm. So all of Times Square is now Wonder Woman promotion. Um, and so that was part of my my concern looking at it and re- recognizing, well, I knew it was coming. So I couldn't tell if they were kind of resting on their laurels, expecting that people had been pushing so long for this mm. movie that it would already had its fan base and they didn't need to worry about it. Or if for some dumb reason, people thought, oh, it's a it's a female superhero movie and we need to market it differently, which mm. is dumb to... Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. I didn't know exactly what was happening with it. So I was glad to see something big drop right now because it hasn't had the kind of coverage that one of the initial summer movies should have. Like we should have had the lead up like we've had with Guardians of the Galaxy and with, you know, yeah. other big, you know, action beginning of summer action movies should all be over the top. You should be sick of hearing about them not going. You know, it is weird. I haven't heard enough about Wonder Woman. So yeah, I'm glad that there's been something out there that's new, that's engaging, that's different than what's been out there before. Because 
I, you know, I would be worried that somebody would be like, oh, well, it didn't get the audience numbers we thought it was going to get. And it's like, really? I think that had something to do with not advertising it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably different than most people, but uh, I'm not, I don't feel like it's spoiled anything. But again, I'm at the, I'm one of those people that's like, I just want to see how it all is done on the big screen, you know, like, um, anyhow, like I pretty much know the ending who doesn't mm -hmm. know the ending. Uh, but you know, I mean the cool stuff, like her busting out through the glass and throwing people out. Like, I don't think that that's going to lose its effect for me. I suppose it could for some people. Um, but like I said, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not some people, but like, but you're right, Regina. And then the only, the only, the only thing that was funny to me is that I saw the origin trailer played um, before Beauty and the Beast <laughs> when I went to go see <laughs> Oh, that. interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of interesting. And I think it actually makes sense because I think a lot of the Beauty and the Beast audience would have been women on like a nostalgia trip, yes. you know, yeah. and now you're we're right. at the the right age to really, you know, be into Wonder Woman. So, um, so yeah. So it's an awesome trailer. If you don't care about being spoiled, you can go uh, search for it. It's called the Rise of the Warrior. I think Rise of the Warrior trailer. But if you just search for Wonder Woman Warrior trailer, you would definitely find it with uh, no problems. So, so uh, hopefully the people who skipped ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Wait, I just want to say, in my in defense of the comments I made. I just want to make it ultra clear. I am still crazy excited about this movie, and I want to see it more than just about anything else coming out in the next forever. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm more excited about that movie than I am about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And my understanding is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is brilliant. Um, just because yeah. I'm excited for Wonder Woman, mainly because I'm excited because it looks like uh, Warner Brothers might actually get one right for once. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, so uh, my my negativity was more about like I don't know what they're doing because it feels like a really it was a very very extensive trailer it was still an awesome yes, one was. and everything about this movie from the the like the the visuals the cinematography the color palette Gal Gadot literally yeah. is Wonder Woman she literally is Wonder Woman I know my wife struggles with it because for her. Uh, Linda Carter is Wonder Woman. It's because my wife is older. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I keep telling her she's <laughs> yeah. just got to, she's just got to move on from that because Linda Carter yeah. is not going to be. She, if this movie is successful, unfortunately, Linda Carter will never be Wonder Woman again. It's going to be Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. The yeah. same way that I, it feels to me like Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. The same way Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Period. The end. Yeah. Like from now until forever, Tony yeah. Stark is going to look like Robert Downey Jr. And you know, yeah. I mean. It's right. kind of it's like Chris Evans, right? It's like he's Captain America, although Captain America's always kind of looked like just that that guy. But yeah. Anyway, I just I'm not trying to make this yeah. about those dudes. I'm just saying I'm really excited. <laughs> I just was reflecting on my comments, and it made me sound like I was more negative, and I don't think there's any reason for that. This movie looks crazy. I just yeah. want WB to. I just want Warner Brothers to get something right. They've screwed up yeah. so bad. Well, and if anyone, if they're going to get any of their characters right. Yeah. It needs to be Wonder Woman because she's just so pivotal for so many people. So, yeah. So many yeah, women. and the director is um what did she direct? It was a really well received um war film, recent combat film. What was it called? The the Hurt Locker, I think. Oh she did oh, um, yeah. the director did? I think so. I know that. Don't um yeah. Google I'm looking that. it up. Just to make sure. 
Yeah. Because we do have the technology. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. No worries. Patty no worries. Jenkins. She did Monster with Charlize Theron and Christina Oh, yeah, Ricci. yeah, yeah. Arrested Development, The Killing. Oh, maybe it wasn't um, the same one. But no, Monster, on, yeah. Monster was a crazy good movie. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, I mean, it's encouraging. It's, it's, I yeah. mean, I don't want to be like sexist the opposite way, but it was really encouraging to me when I, when I heard that there was a woman directing it. So, but anyhow, <laughs> sorry. Well, I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's any kind of reverse sexism. I think acknowledging that we need more female directors is pretty, you know, direct yeah. fighting, direct fighting of sexism, especially when the stories are female centered. Yes. You yes. know, the number, if you want to look at the number of women directors in Hollywood, you're looking at 15% of blockbusters, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's of note that they took a big name and put a female director behind it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I am yep. so excited. I have my tickets already. Um, I don't yeah, know I have why. a friend who's actually driving down from Seattle so we can go together. <laughs> nice, nice. I actually, like, I'm, I'm starting to get confused as to why they still say, uh, and this isn't, you know, specific to Wonder Woman. This was with Rogue One, with everybody, that they say a specific date that the thing is coming out. But there are showings for it the night before, uh, which has become kind of a standard practice type thing and i'm not sure why that is maybe they want the people that are going the night before to be like yeah we're the super fans we're the ones who like right. really wanted to see it so but i'm excited because i get to see it in a dolby atmos theater those things are amazing uh crazy uh surround sound technology type stuff it's not like you've got a speaker here and a speaker there and a speaker behind you and uh it's like it has these like it's it's set up in such a way that the sound waves actually kind of move around um and then it's crazy high dev uh uh high def um picture so i'm really excited to be able to do that also reserved seating can i just say reserved yes. seating is like the best thing ever best ever <laughs> movie theaters oh my yeah. gosh that's the other, so the other nice. thing of, about these Dol dolby things is that they really have like the top of the line reserved seating as well like crazy recliners like better than even than some of the other ones that i've already been in so this thing is yeah i'm very excited about that my best friend who is also a wonder woman fanatic she's been dark on wonder woman so she hasn't seen any of the trailers uh she's going with me and then um one of my other friends so we are super excited Yes, yeah, my friend was so dark on the movie that she got up. She purposefully got up and went to the bathroom during the trailer when it showed before <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. So, wow! Because she's like sitting next to me, and I saw like you know the camera panning over the water, and I'm like, oh, close your eyes and plug your ears. She's like, nope, I'm going to the bathroom. So, yeah. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's a that's a that's an insane level. That's of dedication. Being dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dedication. You should put that in your thing about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were thinking you were working on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to, the sure. links to which someone will go. Yeah, I had to. I actually had to stop on that. I was working on the project, and I just it, like I got all this information, and all these people gave me all this information. And I just kind of struggled with like how to really put it all together. That's one of the the mm. struggles that we as uh, writers and content creators face. Is yep. sometimes we get so much cool information, um, we don't really know what to do, and with Talking about spoilers, the reality is like there's, you know, different people define a spoiler in a different way. Like, yeah, like Nicole, your friend, like 
obviously even seeing like if she saw the villain that would have right. been like omg like the biggest thing but whereas for yeah. everybody else it's like whatever that's a casting detail who cares right. um right yeah yeah we're, you know like i have a friend who is so like if you saw if you read the thread on my facebook there i have one friend who got really angry even thinking about uh, Star uh, Star Wars spoilers to the point where he uh-huh. actually had his wife pre-screen the thread to see if anyone talked about spoiling Star Wars by spoiling Star Wars stuff because oh. he doesn't even want them to put trailers on anything. He won't. He didn't watch the yeah. first teaser. He won't read anything about it. Um, if the, he has his wife go into stores and check for mag, you know, check to see if there are magazine covers um, oh, that wow. might spoil stuff. No, he is like, <laughs> OMG. Um, and so that's, and so like, that's crazy even for me, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, so, and only very recently have I started being sensitive to this stuff, um, because I used to just read everything. Um, <laughs> so it's just very interesting learning that everybody treats a spoiler differently. You know, like Nicole, yeah. I mean, you watched all these trailers and you don't care that you know all this stuff. You've been, you deliberately yeah. sought out the comics to relearn right. all these story details that are probably yeah. in there. Um, yeah. Th- and that's basically spoilers. And so, but, and you're fine yeah. with that. Um, and I have yeah. other friends who will read the entire script before they go watch the movie and it won't bother them. They'll still be tense mm. and still enjoy yeah. it. So it's just, that's, that made that piece hard to do. So as a result, I, I didn't yeah. put it up on star Wars day. I'm going to put it up uh, eventually. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. just weird, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I yeah. don't think I told you, uh, in my comment that like star Wars is one of those that I don't want to be spoiled because I have no idea where they're going with this story. Um, but now I think about it, the big one is game of Thrones. That is one that I would totally be pissed off if somebody spoiled that stuff for me, especially this last season where there was all that speculation. Uh, is he alive? Is he dead? Is he alive? You know? So, um, right. Yeah. So that was half the fun, like following the discussions about that was half the fun of, yeah. In between yeah. that season was like, but he didn't cut his hair. Oh, and somebody saw him here and he still hasn't cut his hair. And he said right. how he hates this, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, it was just funny to like have this be like this big conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they love troll. Oh, man, they trolled everybody so bad. They did. But like, they if totally I had did. known for sure, like I had a like 75 percent. Uh, was sure that they were, you yeah. know, that he was coming back in some way, shape, or form. But if, uh, yeah, if I had, so- if somebody had told me 100% that they knew that this was happening, I would have been so mad. Yeah, I knew. I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't that confident, but I knew that something profound had to happen between him and Daenerys. Yeah, because there was a publicity shoot with the two of them together one time, and I was yeah. like. They're not even on the same continent right yeah. now. I Why are th- they being photographed together? <laughs> I don't I don't know what that I think I know which one you're talking about where they're both dressed up mm-hmm. like she's yeah. So I think the deal with that is that was done like after the first season, second season, but um I don't know what magazine or whatever that came from, but they were dating at the time. Oh. <laughs> or at least that's what I've read. So oh. I'm thinking maybe that was something, but anyhow, I don't, anyhow we don't need to yeah. talk about who's dating who. <laughs> 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 that's funny, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I don't um, I don't follow any like like celebrity culture. I never know. It's like, oh so and so got married to so and so or so and so divorced so and so and I'm like, they were a thing? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I think it just sort of came with all the Game of Thrones, like right. yeah. reading and stuff that yeah. I was doing. So anyhow, um, yep. yeah, so that's that. So we lost Steven. We did lose Steven. I don't know when he's coming back. I know. I didn't know what happened. Like he stood up and it looked like he was adjusting his camera and then he was gone. You know what it was? I said Game of Thrones. Right. just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> <He> just left. <laughs> Uh, that was about uh, the time that he dropped off the it call, was. though. It was, yeah. Which I thought <laughs> if he was, like, moving his camera around that, you know, he was picking that on purpose. Yeah. But. Wow. It was funny. Funny. <laughs> we should be talking about Game of Thrones again when he comes on. So who's your favorite <laughs> character in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks like he's back again. Mm-hmm. Quick, start talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how much you heard, but we were just saying that it was a very convenient that you dropped off when I started talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, good. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Great. Maybe my computer. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. Your computer sensed it. There was a disturbance in the force. Right. Yeah. And your computer yeah. was like, ah, I'm talking about it again. That show. Oh, yep. man. There will okay. be no throning with the moms. Right. Yeah. All right, then. Um All right. So on to video games. So this news basically just broke a few minutes ago uh we're recording on wednesday afternoon so sources close to ea slash bioware have said that bioware montreal is being bioware montreal developed mass effect andromeda and that is being turned into a support studio which means mass effect kind of on hiatus now which is kind of interesting again this is not confirmed this is kotaku that's reporting uh that they have the the details from four sources um close to the company so so that's interesting Uh, mass effect andromeda um sort of had a lukewarm reception from people at least and i (laughs) i haven't even played it yet because i'm still working through horizon um but yeah so that's interesting if uh if they're gonna stop well, maybe not stop, but like not do some Mass Effect for a while. And honestly, I think I'm okay with that because if they sort of had to rush Andromeda out the door and that's why it, you know, is sort of maybe not great. I haven't played it yet. Uh, so, but then then I'm okay with it. You know what? Take a break. You know, they had a pretty, uh, um, Rockstar took a pretty big break between the Red Dead Redemptions. And they do. They take a pretty big break from all from Grand Theft Auto too. So I think, I think it's worth it. But this uh, this story that Kotaku is reporting is basically that the the studio is sort of being dismantled a little bit. Um, so so and that's Montreal. So the main Bioware studio is in Edmonton, and they're working on that new IP, uh, which is understandable. That's you know mm-hmm. the original studio. The flagship. That's the flagship people. So yeah, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. sure there's quite a few disappointed people out there. I imagine so, Stephen. I think it's really, really stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really, really stupid. Um, so uh, as soon as I read this, th- there are, co- I mean, we we know this is not confirmed, right? Yes, so, yeah. you know, but, but it's also Kotaku, so it's confirmed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, because um, Jason Schreier is probably one of the last true journalists in the video game sphere, sphere maybe. You know, probably in the, the, the top five, if we want to talk returning journalists. So, like, th- that's a big deal. Um, he would not publish something like this if he really, really didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not like this is just, like, on Gaff or something, right? Right, like, this right. Is... So, um, so, the reason that Andromeda had a lukewarm reception is because they rushed it out the door. Yeah. They forced it to come out before a fiscal year ended because EA is a massive publicly traded company mm-hmm. um, and they didn't want to take a hit um, by missing one of their milestones. So they pushed it out. Now, uh, all they had to do is, just, you know, like, which makes sense. Um, I just think that running away from what was a lukewarm reception mm-hmm. and not making another one, if that's actually what's happening, is like, dude, <laughs> like yeah. Mass Effect is one of the pillars of the video game industry. Um, I think this is the equivalent of Nintendo saying, we're not going to make any more Zelda anymore if Breath of the Wild failed. I know some folks might balk at me, you know, comparing like Legend of Zelda, which is like royalty, right, with (laughs) Mass Effect. But the reality is, I think of Mass Effect, and this is me, I've played like three hours total. But... Mass Effect has had such an impact on this gaming industry, and the Mass Effect, one of those Mass Effect games are in some, you know, everybody that's played them loves them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you can't run away from this franchise. It's just like Activision. If Call of Duty bombed one year, you don't just stop. Yeah. You know, you you just you just make another one, because clearly you're going to get another shot. So, hopefully, what they're doing is they're turning into a support studio, so they can go into pre-production um, for the next one, and they're going to take their time. I think that makes sense. You yeah. know, if that's what they're going to do, I'll be very happy. I just really don't want... I, it, it, come on, you don't kill... It's almost like Square... It, 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 you don't do that uh, due to that what Square Enix did to Deus Ex. Mm. Yeah. Because Deus Ex, the new ones, are like kind of whatever. Right? Yeah. Like they're take it or leave it, our action and stealth RPGs. Mass Effect is a thing. Right? Yeah. I, this is stupid if they're actually stopping. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. Seems yeah. short-sighted. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if yeah. that's the case, like, I I would, um, again, it's, it's EA, so I'm not really, really confident. But if they're just sort of, like, maybe putting it on the shelf for a little bit so that when they come back to it, they can do a really good job and not rush it out the door, then I'd be all for that. Um. So, but speaking of like rushing things out the door, we got some leaked details on uh, the next Assassin's Creed title, which this one has not been rushed out the door, but we know previous Assassin's Creeds have uh, to their detriment. Um, so this is a, according mm-hmm. to to Eurogamer, it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Origins, and it's going to be set in ancient Egypt. With this pretty pretty interesting. I haven't played yeah. any of the Assassin's Creed games, so um, so yeah. So there was a Reddit account that posted um, an image, uh, which has now been taken down again. So so it's Reddit. So eh, you mm, know who yeah. knows. But but Eurogamer is is saying that uh, 
uh, that it appears to be real too. So, um, but it's interesting, like the picture is, uh, sort of, it's not a screenshot. It's an off screen shot of the game running in a development environment. Um, but they say that the mission is to assassinate a crocodile, which (laughs) I mean, if you're in ancient Egypt, I, I understand that, but at the same time, assassinate a crocodile. I mean, well, it's Assassin's Creed. I, mean, I know, but I do? mean, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, embrace the embrace the lingo, guys. <laughs> you're an assassin. Everybody you kill, you're assassinating. That's just how it works. Uh. Um, I think that screenshot looked absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it really does. Um, I the fact that it was an off screen shot, like the water effects, everything. Yeah. I'm gonna say this right now. I am so down with this game. Um, the, uh, I I mean, I've always appreciated the Assassin's Creed games just for, like, the way they approach different time periods and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the way, they've always been graphically great. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that they've had two years to, like, really flesh this out, I can't, I can't wait for it, really. I mean, this is going to be cool because... Assassin's Creed was annualized really quickly once Ubisoft figured out they could make a million dollars. Yeah. Like more than a billion dollars is what I mean, right? Like once they found out that they would just sell it. And so I I think there's something to be said about um, making it an event game again. Yeah. You know, like they figured out like, hey, you know what? Uncharted sure sells a whole bunch of games and it comes out not every year. Yeah. You know? Horizon is going to sell... I mean, come on. How many copies is Horizon 2 going to sell? Right. Like, a gajillion. Yeah. A gajillion. Um, So, like... And Zelda doesn't come out every year, for sure, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you don't have to annualize your franchise in order to make a lot of money. So, just shut up and take your time and make it, like, a big deal. Right. And that's what this feels like. Um, Feels like it's going to be an origin. It's going to be... You know, maybe they're not even going to have any of the future stuff in it, which would be crazy. Mm. Right? Like... And just just make it a game and make us want make us look forward to it. It used to be ah well it's the fall time for you know Call of Duty Battlefield Assassin's Creed and we just got done with Madden. Yeah. Like, well, no, I mean Assassin's Creed deserves more than that because mm-hmm. of how interesting it is. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm not gonna put it on my list, Regina. I just want to clarify, but I'm I was gonna ask, also, but you weren't going there, so I didn't. It's not on my list. Um. Another interesting thing, uh, I showed the screenshot to my wife, and this is actually going to be the first rated M, rated M game that our uh, that our oldest son is going to play. Oh, because he digs ancient Egypt. And, oh, okay. Um, the one thing I have noticed about the Assassin's Creed games is that um, you, uh, you in recent years you have not been able to attack innocent bystanders. Uh huh. Um, which is a big thing for my wife. Um, yeah, yeah. The contextualization of the violence and in Assassin's Creed 1 where like if you just got mad you could just (laughs) like if a bum got in your way you could just stab him and I would like the only people I would get violent with are like the drunks that get in front of you and I'd just be like you need to die um and she would hate every minute of it when I would do that um now you just can't Uh. um and so like there's so the contextualization of the violence which is like it's targeted towards the quote-unquote bad guys uh-huh. makes it a little bit better. Uh. Um, and they tend to, and Assassin's Creed games tend to not be as graphic as they really could be. Uh. I mean, they're not, it's not, so, um, so yeah, this is going to be his first M-rated hmm. game. Um, 
So he doesn't know it yet. We haven't really told him, but like the two of us have been talking about it. Like, okay, when are we going to make the jump? Because he's relatively young, and I'm still probably not going to have him play like horror games. Yeah. Like, this is a historical game. I mean, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pre screen it a little bit first. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting that you say that. So you haven't let him play like Halo. Halo to me. Oh, well, the last one was teen. The last one was teen. um, so Halo, um, yeah, we well, we don't really. I this is gonna sound crazy. The only Halo game I own is Halo Wars. Oh wow, okay. Um, because we did not buy the Halo collection because it just came out at a really bad time, and yeah. I just keep forgetting to buy it. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's I also have never considered Halo an M-rated game. Yeah, yeah. Like it says M on the box, but come on, there, yeah. it just doesn't. Like, I've never thought of it that way. I've always thought of it as a teen game. In fact, when I found out that it was M-rated while I was starting my website and looking, I was like, what are you talking about? Why is it M-rated? Yeah. Um. So I had to, like, go watch videos. So so Halo is, like, the one exception. Yeah. But for the most part, no, he he only plays T-rated games Um. to the point where um he – and it's actually to his detriment now because, like, all of his friends at school, um they all play Call of Duty mm. and they all play Five Nights at Freddy's and they all play like these, you know, M-rated yeah, experiences. Yeah. And he's like, I can't, I don't, I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't know what they're talking about. Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know what they're talking about. You can talk about first-person shooters. You play Overwatch. Yeah. Like, you play literally. You play Overwatch. You've played Overwatch for like thirty or forty hours. You have a point of reference. Yeah. Because Soldier seventy six is just a dude from Call of Duty. And he's like, well, it's just not the same. And I'm like, all right. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it's not like it's that. I mean, it's not like I would, you know, I'm not going to let my eight-year-old roll around into Black Ops 3, but, like, <laughs> right. there's something to be said. It's like, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, uh, you know, we let our five-year-old daughter watch my husband play um, T-rated games, which is interesting. Oh, this is the thing that I forgot to put on our list, but I wanted to talk about is that, um I believe it's just out on preview right now for uh, Xbox One, but they're doing this initiative where you can basically have two controllers uh, work as oh, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. controller, uh, which is an accessibility thing. So it makes it a lot easier for kids to play. So like just for example, last night when Anna was playing uh, Final Fantasy with uh, Isaac, uh, she just um, – she would like – steer like i think Gessler in the car or whatever she would move the character around uh while my husband would move the camera and she just needed to hit the button to attack and then he would do the mm. potions and whatnot so um and then they they played um garden warfare with that too where he was controlling the camera and she just needed to like look like run and then shoot so um so yeah so that's a really cool thing i mean it's uh um the similar to like what um mario kart did um, so it'll be cool to see a lot of more of that happen. So I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing until my husband yeah, talked the about co-pilot it. Yeah, co-pilot. Yeah, co-pilot. yeah, the co-pilot mode. Yeah, yeah, co-pilot. Co-pilot mode. I think the co-pilot mode on Xbox One, um, it's so brilliant. I never like the fact that I read I read about it and I was like, this isn't this. How did no one think of this before? Right. Yeah. You know, like it's so like because all you're doing is just mapping buttons. Yeah. Um, but no, I I. I first off, I think that I can't wait to see speedrunning challenges with two people being forced to play these things. But no, absolutely. Um, you know, the uh, play, being able to like offload complex nonsense yeah. to a different controller um, while 
you're while you got you know like a, a younger kid doing the one thing that they really like yeah you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you're playing like a shmup and letting them shoot like i i keep imagining like graceful explosion machines mm. where it's like i could fly and one of my kids could do all the shooting and the yeah. weapon management yeah um not only is that like a cool challenge um because obviously it's going to be worse than one person controlling both things yeah but <laughs> It's a, you know, it's a cool way to give a kid a chance to play a game or interact with a game that they wouldn't have been able to do before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, think, I think that's um, I think the reason uh, maybe why it hasn't happened until now is because game developers, lots of them have kids now. And I think that that's, that's, that's why that thinking is kind of moving in that direction. Um, whereas, you know, I mean, my husband's been a game attention. developer for, you know, 15 years years 15 16 years but yeah i mean he, there would have been no need for this before we had anna like wouldn't even thought about it um so yeah so i, th- I kind of think that's why um so yeah i went off our list a little bit um to talk about that so uh let's get back to um our news because we're actually running out of time thanks to wonder <laughs> woman um <laughs> so um so the former uh, developers of Lionhead, Lionhead, which was a flagship studio, got closed um, last year. They're working on a new game called Kinseed, which is a persistent 2D RPG, which lets you make choices that will affect generations in front of you. And you can farm and fish and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, kind of looks like a Stardew Valley knockoff. <laughs> Which I guess, yeah, I mean, Stardew Valley was hugely successful, so obviously they're going to mm-hmm. have clones. That's just what happens. I mean, with all due respect, though, Stardew Valley is a is 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 a ripoff. Well, so it, yeah, Stardew Valley. I mean, Stardew Valley is a you know story of seasons and what's the what's the original one? Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, ripoff. So like, I mean. Everybody rips everybody. All, they're off. all just yeah. Ha- Halo is just Halo is just Doom in 3D. You know, like <laughs> right. eventually, you know, yeah. Like you just gotta, you know, Halo yeah. Wars is Starcraft. Like I mean, I just I mean I understand what you mean. Yeah. And I know that you have a you have a special place in your heart for um, Stardew Valley, <laughs> but I mean, ev- we can't just call every farming sim a star. Stardew Valley ripoff? Yeah. Okay, I guess what I'm meaning to say is Stardew Valley was so successful that I think now we're going to see a lot more of them. So there sure. weren't there weren't a lot of people that sort of ripped off Harvest Moon until now. Like it wasn't sort of that on that scale of popularity that Stardew Valley has oh. been. So I mean uh, assuming you don't include casual games like Farmville. Oh, right, yeah. But that's Okay, <laughs> we get into sure? a whole discussion about that. Um, sure? We can have a yeah. whole episode about that. We could talk a whole episode about how games yeah. beget games and how yeah. you know social media. Well, I mean, they games all share D and D, or they all share DNA. You yeah, D and D. I got it on the brain. I got it on the brain. So anyway. All right. Um, so what else here is the new character for Street Fighter Five. Has been announced, and his name is Ed. Ed. <laughs> when I read his that, I'm Ed. like, Ed, Ed, Ed? okay. <laughs> it sounds like your neighbor or whatever. Um, but no, he's anyhow. definitely not your neighbor because he's got psycho powers. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> All right. So do you know the did you read the plot stuff about him? It's no. actually kind of crazy. No, I didn't. No, so let's so in the so did you know that Street Fighter actually has deep and in uh in intense lore? Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not even saying I'm that, sure that I'm not even saying that ironically. They they try. They yeah. really do. Bless their heart. So um so Ed is a young boy who was kidnapped from his village and was raised and experimented on by Sin, S period, I period, N period. No, I don't know what that means. Probably something to do with Shadow Lou, but I'm not sure. I'm sure a, st- a real f- Street Fighter fan will tell me. Yeah. I say real ironically because I am a real Street Fighter fan. I just don't know the plot. <laughs> um, and he was designed to be um, genetically powered up and you mm. know experimented with to be a replacement for M. Bison should he burn out his body using his psycho powers. Mm. Because A, he's crazy old, and B, the the thing that makes him jump really far and fly straight forward surrounded by blue and purple flames is bad for you. Spoilers. <laughs> um and so Ed Don't do is, drugs, Ken. Right. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Um, and so, or you end up like M. Bison, right. although that might sound attractive. It's not just be, just work out real hard and be like Ryu or right. do yoga and you can stretch your arm across a screen. Right. Like Dalsam. Anyway. Um, or wrestle bears like Zangief. It's fine. Um, so the, uh, or do lots of squats and you can be Chun-Li. I want to leave a, uh, give room for the ladies in there. So, um, so he's. He's badass, man. I can't wait to see this guy play. Um, unfortunately, he's probably going to come out after uh, e- or after Evo, so we're not going to see him like mm-hmm. on a professional level right away, um, which is disappointing. I always love seeing new characters like get shown off at yeah. uh, Evo uh, because that's when you really get to see like the character just kind of spread wide and like really just shown off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the third character in season two of the DLC. There's two more uh, coming later, maybe even three. Um, but the first two were Akuma. And then um, Elsa with the big hips. Okay. I don't know her actual name, but for me, she will forever be Elsa, Elsa with the big, big hips. hips. <laughs> because she's she's hippier than Chun-Li, which is saying something, considering Chun-Li can stand there and literally move her legs faster than light. And, um, and she's Russian and has ice powers. I mean, I don't know. She's got, like, one of those cool, like, Russian hats. I, I want to. I mean, she does crazy stuff. <laughs> Um, it's fine. You know what I'm talking about? Like the hats with like the flaps and stuff. Yes, yes. And she's wearing it like at the beach while she's freezing people. I think it's great. <laughs> this is the characters don't make any damn sense in this game. Right. I mean, like the character designs, like these are all characters that are like from the story lo- story mode. Mm. Um, what's interesting about this season is that aside from Akuma, all the characters are brand new to the Street Fighter universe. They've never been in Street Fighter before. Mm. Um, so originally, I thought that mo- meant more guest characters or characters from other Capcom games, which they have done. But no, it's just other characters from the story mode, which I think is super interesting. These are characters that have never been fought with before. Ed also has mm. a really cool coat. Um, I think that Ed will be very popular with cosplayers um, mm. just because he has a really cool coat with like a half coat over one arm. Um, you like, it's got like a half cape with like a cool pattern on it. Yeah. I think that he's going to, he's, he'll be a big hit with cosplayers because the costume is cool without being crazy complicated. Yeah. It could be a, a huge hit with the cosplayers, but like, you know, some of the really cool outfits end up on people who don't look so great on the cosplaying and based on <laughs> the pictures of this guy when you said cosplaying i was like oh my god this is gonna you're end. saying you 
You say you say in a you saying a fat guy like me probably couldn't pull that off because he's like super jacked. I totally get it. Some people just should not. Some people should not be cosplaying like super jacked dudes if they're like super scrawny or you know have a dad bod like me. I get it. I totally get it. But you know what? He looks like a superhero. I mean, no one should. But based on that, like, no one should cosplay as Ryu either, because that dude is jacked to the moon. Yeah. And there's plenty. I see at least a half dozen Ryus every time I go to uh, PAX. I mean, how many? I mean, legit. How many Ryus do you normally see? A lot, right? Yeah. Uh, many of the ones that I see, actually, and I suppose they could do this for Ed, too. They actually have sort of like the fake muscle type things strapped over their shoulders. Yeah. So, um, sure. yeah. They could probably do that. Yeah. Um. Funniest thing, I was at, a, when I was at PAX East, I saw, speaking of cosplay, I saw a guy cosplaying as Kevin Owens, who is a professional wrestler who kind of has a dad bod. And it was um, it was the best because it was just a big, you know, it's a big fat guy just <laughs> being Kevin Owens. Um, and I thought it was Kevin Owens. <laughs> like, I, I legit thought it was Kevin Owens because he's got a very specific ha- haircut uh-huh. and the way that he walks and everything. I, I just thought it was legit Kevin Owens. It wasn't. It was just another dude with a very convincing cosplay. Wow. I was like, why is Kevin Owens here, like, in his ring attire? That's weird. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he just wear jeans? But no. <laughs> okay, uh, one more story real quickly before we move into what we're playing. So NBA 2K18 has been announced. And yeah, it, it will, yes, I mean, everybody knows it's coming. It's going to be coming on September 19th. Uh, they announced today uh, all the platforms you can think of except for, oh, it is going to be on the Switch. It is going to be on the Switch. And how. Yes, it is. <laughs> I am so excited for that game on the Switch. Yeah. Wow. And they announced the Legend Edition, um, Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Big Aristotle, a.k.a. Shaq Diesel. Um, I have never been more impressed by the gaming press. Because they all knew all of his nicknames. <laughs> Shaq just is non... His full name is Shaquille O'Neal. He goes by Shaq. But he has like 15 different nicknames that he has gone by. Oh. And the, the if you read the Polygon article, and I encourage everyone to do this because this will show you the dedication that content creators have to put into these things. Look at the title slug of the article. And it yeah. says something to the effect of 2K18 legend cover athlete announced Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, Shaq Diesel, dash Big Aristotle, dash, <laughs> like, and they just kept going. Yeah. Um, and it's all in the slug, which they went beyond the recommended number of characters, characters. in that slug right. just yeah. to get all those guys in. Um, Shaq is freaking amazing and hilarious, so I'm happy for this. Yeah. Um. And my God, this game is going to be great on the Switch. I don't care if it looks bad. Like, literally, <laughs> it will look, it will not nearly look as good as it on the Switch as it does on the PS4 or the Xbox One. But the ability to take it on the go, mm. and because the NBA season is 81 freaking games. Yeah. I think it might even be more. Like, so playing through a franchise mode requires playing 80 basketball games that's a freaking lot yeah plus you have stuff to do in between every game Ooh. i mean reviewing that was painful last year spoilers <laughs> uh when i reviewed it for pixelkin so like it was a lot of sleepless nights to try and get that done um i did it yeah but it was hurtful that was um, also being able to... that was also the one Go that ahead. had the rpg ish start stop oh yeah well, yeah yeah yeah, they all have it now. I mean, that's the thing. 2K18 is a full-on role-playing game if you play the career mode. 
It's a full-on RPG. Um, it just so happens instead of combat, you play basketball. Yeah. Right? But, like, all the other stuff is there. Character interactions, storylines, um, you know. It's just instead of fighting things with swords and guns, you're dunking on things. I, it's this is a it's going to be such a great Switch game. I'm so glad that 2K is doing it. Yeah. And considering how well the Switch is selling, which yeah. is still the news is still very good. It is selling very well in Japan and in the states. Um, I would suspect that we will see more support for it than less. Cool. All right. Well, let's move into what we're playing then. Uh, Regina. Why don't you start us off? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I dipped a little bit back into Stardew Valley. Um, nice. I kind of lost my place because I, I let it sit for a couple of weeks. And so I went back in and started chopping down trees because that's when I remembered that I had learned last time that you could chop down trees. trees. Um, <laughs> when I was trying to get all the wood together for a scarecrow or a fence or something that I was building. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I went and played it a little bit, but I only played that a little bit. Um, uh, but I really do enjoy it. It does have kind of that peaceful kind of, oh, I can jump in and play a little bit and do a couple mm. of things and kind of see where it's going. Um, and uh, I just had a quest to open up to get a well, I think it was, mm. while I was in that session. So, yeah. 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 You know what? I've never, I never built a well. I didn't find it necessary. Well, um, I was kind of wondering about that because there's like literally like a little pond right outside my door of my house. Yeah, I know. You can fill up your watering can. And then so, like by the time you get like sort of the experience to be able to build your farm larger so that mm -hmm. when a well might be useful, by that time you can craft sprinklers, which completely just remove uh, <laughs> yeah, the, need the need for you for to that. water. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyhow. Yeah. I never anyway. put a well in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. I won't worry too much about it then because I was like, oh, is this where I need to be worried about? So <laughs> yeah, constantly like, what am I supposed to be doing in this game? Which is how I always feel when I play those farming games. Like, mm, where am I yeah. supposed to be going with this? Um, yeah, so I played, my, yeah. yeah. Sorry. My, go ahead. Um, sorry, I'm taking over your, your time to talk. No, my fine. suggestion is to go to the carpenter. And just say that you want to upgrade or build buildings. And then just, even though you're not going to be able to do it, go through the list and see what's available. And uh. then save up what you want. So like, you know, chicken coop and all that right. kind of stuff. So oh, uh, that's a good kind of backwards idea, right? Go and see yeah. what you can get and then look back at it. Yeah, I, I, I tend to just kind of flounder through these games too. I don't look at... Like, I know you can go and you can watch people or you can read, you know, walkthroughs or whatever to kind of yeah. give you an idea of what to do and, and where to go. Um, and I really wanted to take this one because I have friends who play a game called Terraria, and I'm not sure you uh -huh. guys played Terraria. I haven't played um, it, but know of it, yeah. Yeah, we're really big into Terraria and kept trying to get me involved in it. And, um, and so I would go in and they would tink out my character, right? So they would give me all kinds of stuff and make it so that I could just jump in and play. And I was always like, I don't know what to do in this game. Like, <laughs> what is the purpose of this game? And they're like, well, just go explore. And I'm like, okay. Every, but, you know, by the time I was there, they had, you know, houses set up and all had built yeah. everything and everything was designed. So I didn't have a chance to kind of make it my own. So I'm trying mm, to really make yeah. this just something that I go in and I explore and kind of fumble through myself. So I've been trying not to look at the things that say, oh, you should do this and you should do that and just letting the failure happen because that's right. what's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I played that. I've been keeping up with the daily um, quests on um, 
Plants vs. Zombies Heroes, because um, there's like a trick, you know, a uh, standard game that everybody can play now that has like either sp- you can use the special cards before they're available in deck, or um, there was one where um, every time you played a trick, it played it made the cards in your hand cost one less. Hmm. Um, so as you were playing, they were consistently getting cheaper and cheaper to play. And I hope they bring that one back because that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. It was just a different uh, dynamic. So I've been keeping up with that and I've been keeping up with Type Shift. Um, and that's pretty much other than like some board games. Oh, I, play, I did play a board game um, that was really kind of weird, convoluted story game called um, Time Stories. Um, yeah. Have you played Time Stories, Stephen? I have not because I have no interest in it, but I understand that it's very good. It, yeah, I had I, friends have brought it. <laughs> Why you have no interest in it <laughs> if it's very good? <laughs> uh, because because I don't know if you know, but like parents don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so okay. I being that uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal Regina's time, unlike some people. But um, to, um but uh, I have elected. So like if it's a board game, I play board game. I play I play a lot of games for mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like narrative, and mm. so so far I have yet to find a board game that has a narrative that I like really care about. Mm. And Time Stories is very much a storytelling yes. game as opposed to a mechanics based yes. game. And it's, it's not a game that you're going to play over and over and over and over again. Mm. Um, and I really prefer to find board games well, that I will play over and over and over. It does again. have expansions, okay. like half a dozen expansions now, so it has different stories to play through. Which, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Which are LA Wheels. Yeah. Sounds super great. I'm, I'm, I mean this, I'm not even, I, I know that it is objectively a good experience and I'm right. glad that uh, the good doctor is having it. It's just not for me. <laughs> Understandable. I didn't, my friends have brought it a couple times and we were kind of like, nah. and so this was the first time that I was like, well, let's check it out. And um, and it is a lot. It reminds me very much of a, a board version of a game like Broken Age. Where you have mm-hmm. to kind of like remember who you did what with, and um, but it's card based, so you have to uh-huh. remember which rooms you went to in this uh, mental asylum that you're trying to solve this murder in, and um, you have to you have to remember all of the different kind of components of what's going on. There's no you're not allowed to write anything down. You're not allowed to share the cards with everybody, and so. Uh, it's open to the interpretation of the gamers because different people see different things on the cards. It's, uh-huh. you know, and it's got different things. So it was a much more engaging uh, dynamic, very um, high learning curve to learn the learn the mechanics, though. Uh-huh. It took a while to kind of, kind of get, like, how it worked. Yeah. Um, but once we got into the groove of it, it felt pretty good. So we're actually going to pick it back up this weekend and continue playing it because we're like, oh, we were so close to, like, maybe possibly getting there and then had to stop because... <laughs> My friends had, had to, to go. stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. No, that's pretty much me for okay. this week. All right, Stephen, how about you? Um, I, what have I been playing? Did you um, finish yet? So, what? Did you finish yet? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Did you finish Breath of the Wild? Oh, I did. Oh. I did. I finished <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Well, okay, so I, I defeated Cannon. In Breath of the Wild. Oh, right. You said that last um, week. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, I'm not finished. Right. I'm not finished because I'm waiting for the DLC. The DLC right. will help give me the tools that I need to actually finish it. Right. But, um, so I'm, we actually are playing a bunch of things. Um, we downloaded Paladins. 
mm-hmm. which is a uh, which is on PS4 now. It is a hero shooter put out by the uh, people that made Smite, uh, High Res Studios, and holy crap, is it Overwatch? Uh, <laughs> That's what I was just gonna so, say. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so like, all right, hero shooter is hero shooter is hero shooter. Fine, whatever. Like, <laughs> everybody's got a hero shooter. Everybody's gonna have a hero shooter. Um, yeah. So like, but so I I downloaded it. I played a couple rounds or whatever. I I appreciated it, but I went out to go do something else. Um, uh-huh. because you know, and my oldest son took it up, took it over, and and about ten minutes later, I was like cooking dinner or something, and he calls me and he's like, Dad. You gotta see this, and I was like, "Okay, what happened?" Um, and so I came in to watch, and I was concerned that he was gonna like show me like inappropriate content or something. High res <laughs> is not exactly known for putting clothes on the women in their games, so I was like, <laughs> I was concerned that this was gonna get that this was that he was gonna be like, "Hey, Dad, check out this thing I'm not supposed to see." Um, and it turns out that it wasn't. He was showing me Farah, who right. is the Egyptian rocket powered rocket launcher person and no it was a dragon but they had a rocket launcher as a weapon now that by itself whatever i mean you know he's like check out this rocket launcher i'm like whatever oh it has the same number of bullets as Farah's. oh oh and and he and so and oh and he can fly oh not he can't just fly he can kind of flutter and so i picked up the controls she they control just like Farah. yeah um so it was very disappointing um, that there were um, that there were so such strong similarities. Now there uh-huh. were some characters who were completely off the wall. And yeah. H- how different can you make an archer? Right. right. So like. Yeah. But it was it. Holy crap! Was it Overwatch? Like to the point where it really feels like Blizzard. Like really has some. I had to have a really long discussion with uh, my oldest about IP mm. protection. And uh, he he learned the term legally distinct. <laughs> like, I was like, so you know when we play King of Tokyo, that board game, and there's that monster that, like, is totally Godzilla, but he's, like, really not Godzilla? He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's legally distinct from Godzilla. He's like, why don't they just make him Godzilla? Because then they would have to pay for the rights to use Godzilla. Right, yeah. And by making him just slightly different, you can have Godzilla and have it not be Godzilla. And he's like, oh. He's like, does that happen a lot? I'm like, dude, well, go check out. Go turn on your iPhone and see what happens. Right. Like, Did anybody ever do that to Pokemon? And I was like, no. No one's ever done that to Pokemon. Um, I couldn't bear to tell him that that ripping off Pokemon is like literally an entire genre. So um, so, so that, but, I mean, with that said, it was still cool. It's a free-to-play game. I It looks good enough. Um, high res is really good at producing free to play games. So, I mean, it's fine. It's cheaper than smite. Mm. Uh, the founders pack for smite is 40 bucks and that gives you all the characters now and forever. This one, it's $20 now and forever. Mm. I think it's about right. Um, so if you're looking for that, uh, for overwatch and you don't want to buy overwatch, then paladins is totally for you. <laughs> um, the other game I have been playing is NBA Battlegrounds, or NBA Battlegrounds, not NBA <laughs> Battlegrounds. That would be a very different game. NBA Playgrounds, um, straight up, it's NBA Jam. It's oh, NBA Jam. okay, yeah. I mean, if you want more NBA Jam, this game is, like, literally what you need to get right now. Like, if you were a huge NBA Jam fan, just what the hell are you doing? Stop <laughs> listening to this podcast. Go download NBA Playgrounds. Uh, it's 20 bucks. Mm. So, like... It's not a tough ask. Um, that's like, you know, so um, 
And I know I've played other things, um, but I can't for the life of me remember. Um, but those are the important ones. Um, you know, yeah. played more of the Shyness, the Lightning Kingdom. Have I, did I talk about Shyness, the Lightning Kingdom last year, last week? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So Shyness, the Lightning Kingdom is an anime, is an anime JRPG where the combat plays out like Power Stone from the Dreamcast, where you're running around a 3D environment and like shooting fireballs. Um, it's better than it has any right to be, but it's not going to be my game of the year or anything. I mean, it's just, it's cool. It's 40 bucks. Okay. You know, uh, it's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, if you're looking for something different and you really like the uh, the anime aesthetic, you at least check out the trailer and see if it's something you're into. I, I think there are plenty of people that are going to absolutely fall into this game and love it. Mm. I, I just think it's, I think it's neat. Cool. All right. Anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> that was very, that was a very, like, anything else. Like, it's kind of like, you know, like, I, I don't want to say, like, it was like a school teacher was, like, trying to shut somebody down. What, did I talk too much? Are you okay? Are we fine? Yeah, we're good. Uh, okay. No, sorry. Uh, I, I did not mean it that way. I swear. Oh, right. There are some times that I totally would say something like that and mean it that way but i did not this time i <laughs> promise this this one specific occasion <laughs> right yes um, oh wait time. holy crap wait i do have something else okay. i started playing a mud again guys yeah a mud a multi-user dungeon what like one of those text-based ones yeah i know um so have either of you ever played dragon realms no okay there is a game that is a mud that i played 15 years ago um that uh just recently went free to play mm. and i was like oh i'm gonna come back um and see what's up and it's really good still and i like it <laughs> um if you if you're interested in i and i swear to god if you want to come play this mud with me it's free to play uh go to play.net and play dragon realms my character is named Dorngard, and i am a dwarven paladin and come find me it's it's real dumb but it's fun man like it's a really they have a really neat What's interesting about this game is it's been around for 20 years at this point. It has uh -huh. a lot of history. Um, and there are, at all times, at least 500 players in this game, which, if you think about it, that's actually a lot. Yeah. Um, for a text-based so game, sure. For a text-based game, that's a lot. Yeah. There's always stuff going on. Um, and the way that one gains experience in this game is actually very interesting because you don't get experience points. You learn things, and then you have to, like, casually, like, you absorb that knowledge to gain ranks and different skills. So it's not oh. about experience points. It's very interesting. Um, the writing is fantastic. Like, the descriptions of the various rooms are crazy when you, like, actually think about it. So if you want, tweet at me. Uh, you can come on in and play some Dragon Realms with me. Um, I'm Dorngard. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm, like, legit. I want people to come play this game with me. It is super fun. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so that's it then. That's literally it. I was, <laughs> okay. I'm disappointed that I forgot it because I was preparing because I wanted to talk about Dragon Realms like all week. I'm like, oh my God, I can't talk about it on EFG because it's just, I can't picture an 11 year old or something like that trying to play this because the reading is too fast and you have uh -huh. to type really fast. Yeah. But, but like right. this audience, it's like, you know, if you, if you played a mud back in the day and you're like, man, I want to give one of those a try. Play.net, baby. Cool. Come on, play some Dragon Realms. Cool. Um, I've been doing, getting, getting, turning into a broken record here, but I've been doing the same games that I have been doing, Hearthstone, 
Uh, I'm about at the point where I'm going to start looking stuff up online because you know, <laughs> some people have been... It happens. Yeah, they play with with uh, a strategy I was playing against um, uh, a priest uh, basically doing the same deck as me uh, with the with the quest. Um, but uh, it was interesting because he or she, uh, they held on to um, Alara, which is the card that puts you up to 40 health. They held it until like... They were down, like basically really did turn it into Reno Jackson. They held it until we were both down uh, so much health that they played it and then I was going to lose, which was interesting to me because I always play it as soon as I can. Um, so, yeah, it gave me something to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, played more Horizon. I actually spent most of the day on Sunday. Was it Sunday? Saturday or Sunday playing Horizon uh, because I wanted to, you know, get a lot done. And I now am at the point where some of these side quests, I'm just like, you know, one of them was to, to go fight um, a rock biter. Steven, did you play enough to come up against the rock biters? Probably. I don't remember. Okay. Well, they're these huge, and, like... And the entirety of Zelda got in between. <laughs> yeah. No, they're <laughs> these huge, um, sort of burrowing worm type things oh, uh, nope, never fought one of those yeah it was really really that hard. sounds really <laughs> terrible that sounds like the last thing i want to do yeah. I am out. <laughs> yeah i know so i i got sort of like i was doing um a side quest and sort of got like you know into fighting the first one and i'm like oh okay this is like a boss like thing i'm never gonna come across this again nope i was riding my bowl trying to get to the next town and then two of the things pop up in front of me i'm like holy crap these weren't boss stuff they're just in the world like that is nuts and so one of the side quests that i'm working on is like hey go go kill this one and i'm kind of like i don't want to go kill that <laughs> i really i don't want to <laughs> go kill that so uh exactly <laughs> that's exactly it and then there was another one that like required you um to beat a specific thunder jaw which was in this kind of ravine where there was absolutely nowhere to hide not a single patch of the long grass that you can hide in and i'm like yeah no i'm not gonna do this either so um so yeah i'm moving <laughs> forward with the story um and then i've also been playing uh type shift i've been doing the daily puzzles I bought a pack of crossword puzzles, which I was doing, and it's kind of irritating. Like, I'm sitting looking at this thing and trying to figure out some of this stuff for, like, half an hour. And my husband comes up and looks over my shoulder. He's like, okay, number five is this. Uh, number ten is that. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? <laughs> so, I, I guess it just proves that if you, if you look at something too long, you're just, you know, you, you can't see what the obvious thing is. Um so, but I'm bad at crossword clues anyhow, because, you know, they're all sort of like cheeky and clever and, and I'm hard at, um, interpreting that <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> and then, um, I've been playing, um, cooking dash, uh, still. And, uh, I may have yelled in glee a couple times earlier today when I got five stars on a couple of levels that were particularly tricky. I know. I was very proud of myself. That's awesome. Yeah. I do that. I know. I'm like, yes, I finally got five stars. Mm -hmm. There's this one level I've been playing for like three days. Four stars, four stars, four stars. And I finally got five. I was so excited. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so that's me. And I think then that that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or other feedback, you can send those to gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. Regina is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. 
And she's also, I don't know if this is what you want to talk about or not, but Gina <laughs> has been playing uh, a pen and paper RPG yes. uh, over, is it Google Hangouts or Skype or something? Yeah, that you've over been doing Google it? Hangouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't, um, we haven't been broadcasting them live because we record long chunks and then cut them up into episodes. Yeah. Um, so that's on my YouTube channel. So if you go to the Geek Embassy, you can find all the episodes there. Uh, we have the first two chapters, episodes one and two. Um, the overarching title of the story is um, The Keeper of the Dead, and we are roaming around Vastwood. I am a dwarf barbarian um, yes. carrying a two-handed <laughs> axe, um, which I will give a small spoiler when episode three comes out next week. Um, you will get to see me actually swing that two-handed axe for the first time, um, which was very exciting. <laughs> Finally, get to hit somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And we're having a good time with that. Um, A lot of us, or I guess half of us, are novice players. Uh, Mm -hmm. Isabella and I are both very new at, you know, role playing games, pen and paper role playing games. Uh, Dante and Mark are both veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, And Evan, who is our DM, is new to being a DM, but is a experienced um, role role player. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we have kind of a, a mix, I guess, of people playing um, and kind of exploring our way together. So uh, it's been pretty fun. We laugh a lot. So cool. that's, that's the best uh, the best endorsement I can give is we have a hilarious time. So we're hoping you guys do, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just want to throw this out there because um, eventually this campaign will end. Yes. Um, and um, I want to play in the next one. All right. Um, we'll do it. I will absolutely. I I, I feel like this is something that's important um, <laughs> because I, I just I, I just I just think it would be a good idea. So all right. Um, you should. Uh, I I throw. I'm just throwing my name in the hat. You don't yeah. have to. Now we'll put. We'll bring I'm, in. We were trying. I you know had I known I would have. You know we weren't really sure. We kind of threw this together at the last minute because we wanted to launch it on um, tabletop day. Um, so we released the first episodes on Tabletop Day, which was two weeks ago. Um, so it really was a last minute thing that we really just kind of scrambled to get together. And we record late, like late, like eight o'clock at night, my time, which is mm. 11 for you, Steven, um, which, which might change. Um, we might be able to work around that, but I'm no, you're a night owl. I would stay up for that. <laughs> I would stay up for that. That's what's happening. <laughs> Evan is in was, Ohio, and so the uh, DM is in Ohio, and Mark is in Michigan. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're like I would, <gasps> half the time, but it's still fun. It. I'd play it. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you, well, this is and this is going to be a one shot. It's just a one story arc. It's not a long campaign because we wanted to see how it went. Um, so. You know, we'll go from there. But yes, you cool. can come on the next adventure, Stephen. That would be awesome. <laughs> Listen, I am. You have no idea how down I am. <laughs> I don't, but it's awesome. I, Look, see, are you guys? This isn't video, but I have my dice like on my desk. Nice. These are my my Geek Girl Con dice, and I got a Geek Girl Con. They're all ready to go. It was hilarious. Oh, I won't do that. Yeah, I won't talk anymore about it since I've dragged on. I now. don't know where my. I don't. I have. I mean. I have all my stuff right there. I'm good. I can do it. I can do it right from here. Um, you know, I mean, what do you get? I mean, we'll talk about details, but I am okay. so in. You have no idea. All right, idea. let's do it. All right, I love it. Cool. So, Stephen is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. So, what do you want to talk about this week, Stephen? 
But you know what? We actually have a couple of pieces of really cool and useful content that I, I think everybody should take a look at. Um, and that is uh, there specifically, well, there's three. One is if you are looking for craft ideas uh, and happen to like The Legend of Zelda, we uh, one of my newest writers, her name is Linda. She is way more all in on producing content than I ever expected her to be. Um <laughs> She is she's great because she is an educator and a mom and mm. a nerd. So she um, has a lot of great ideas. And one of the things she does a lot is she um, she scrounges through Pinterest. So she mm. went through Pinterest and found a lot of really cool Legend of Zelda craft ideas that parents could do with their kids of various skill levels. Um, we're going to have new curated crafting articles probably every week to every other week going cool. through. Pokemon and Legend of Zelda and Super Mario and Minecraft and so if you have other suggestions let us know she will find them because mm -hmm. they are everywhere um and so that's cool so definitely check that out that went up uh yesterday I think so by the, by Friday when this goes live it'll be there um and also we have two articles that are uh, really just advice on um going to conventions mm. you know if you're going to a con for the first time or bringing your child to a con for the first time what should you do um and they just give some really good ideas this curated advice that came from some of our more adventurous con going friends some of whom have brought very small children uh to these uh conventions and had some really good advice so um definitely think everybody should take a look at them cool other than that, we're going to E3 in 33 days. So um, so you're going to want to follow us all over the place so you can actually uh, be aware of everything that we're doing. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us then. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Bye.